0: That's DRIZLY dot com today. You're listening to hashtag No Filter? With Zach Peter, that's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest teas spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really funny Instagram stories. Um, I post. I'm chronicling my life, the lives of my neighbors across the street. I'm doing some fun TikToks, dancing in the shower. It's a good time over there. And if you want to keep up with the latest show news, follow at No Filter with Zach. It's real funny over there. You're not going to want to miss it. So today's guest, I'm really excited to chat with. You may know her as the Queen of. Versailles, but she's so much more than that, including a model, a beauty pageant director, and now a published author and philanthropist, but she's still the queen in my eyes. Please welcome Miss Jackie Siegel.
1: Oh my God. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is just fabulous. Um, I've heard about your your broadcast and I'm just so honored to be on your show.
0: Well, I'm so honored to have you. I was watching both. I saw both documentaries last night. I had a full movie night. I had my popcorn ready. And I was like loving every second of it. I have to say the I watched them out of order. I watched Princess Versailles, which was your most recent documentary that came out last year. Yeah, yeah, you
1: watched it backwards.
0: I did. But I liked watching it backwards because it kind of showed me the evolution and the growth. Um, So but Uh it was it was good. I mean, they both have so much heart. To them that i really enjoyed them and i appreciate that
1: oh my god thank you so much and i wish i could have been there in your movie marathon last night
0: i mean it was but, fun yeah. it was a good time
1: so but i, I i'm doing so many uh, like other things too i'm i'm going to be on another couple episodes of below deck that's going to be on bravo um in september
0: when I told people that I was going to be interviewing you on this show, that's the first thing they said. They're like, "I remember her from Below Deck," and I didn't even know yeah. you were on Below Deck until they brought it to my attention.
1: And the thing is, like, um, I, I guess I'm not really supposed to be talking about it yet because they'd like to do their own promotions. You know, that's how how Bravo works. But um, um, but I guess your your viewers heard it first, so. <laughs>
0: And then the, they said you also did you have a connection to Jeff Lewis and Flippy now? I think they said, yeah, yeah, we did two. a couple
1: episodes. Jeff was amazing. Um, he came to Versailles um a few years ago. and um, it was just quite overwhelming um for um, I wanted to hire him to um to help us with Versailles. but he had so many projects and his TV shows uh, just doing so amazing that um that I, I don't think it like it worked out because I'm on the East Coast and he's on the West Coast and stuff. But um yeah we're still in touch and 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 stuff. Um, but maybe he'll help me out towards the end end again. Maybe I'll invite him to come back. That but would be uh, you know we actually um crazy as it is like if anyone has seen Queen of Versailles the movie how we stopped construction in 2008, we were back on track just last year. And then with this whole COVID-19, we we couldn't have that many people in the same place, like all non-essential businesses had to get shut down. So they stopped construction on Versailles again.
0: Oh, I know. Because, that's why I'm he I'm here taping taping in in my apartment because my studio's closed. I'm over here being ta- I'm being lighting oh, guy and God. technical guy yeah. and host at the same time. I'm wearing all the hats.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. So so we we stopped construction, but now we're we're gonna start back up again. So we're oh, we're what? hoping.
0: Can you fill in the gap between? So when we last saw you guys, you had, you were about to sell Versailles in Queen of Versailles, but when we see Princess of Versailles, you guys had had started up production or um, started up construction again. So can you fill in the gap between 2012 and 2019?
1: Right. So um, we we never sold Versailles. We decided to keep it. The bankers at the time of 2008 during the financial crisis um, forced us. To list it, so we did, um, but but no one ever bought it. I mean, I guess no one had the a hundred million dollars at that time. Everyone was suffering, so I got lucky, and I got to keep it. So so I'm still with it, um, and, and I plan on finishing it. So um, um, after the the um movie, The Queen of Versailles, like it kind of leaves everyone hanging, like they didn't know what happened after if the house got done or not. Um we we did a show called wife swap which is still like they can get it on demand and it was a lot of fun um we had our eight kids in it and uh so everything was going great like, like the economy was back like an uh, and um like my husband bought a football team he got a private jet we we bought the las vegas hilton which i host the mrs america mrs world at by the way um yeah so i mean like because i'm very involved in, in fact i'm wearing my miss uh mrs uh, florida t-shirt here and Love then uh, and everything was going like picture perfect my family I, you know the eight beautiful kids i couldn't ask for anything better in life i mean and and then um unfortunately my 18 my year old daughter the oldest one died of a drug overdose like all of a sudden she was just dead and that that like my whole world it didn't matter anymore like my the, the carpet was pulled from beneath our lives and that like building Versailles didn't matter anymore I didn't care about the house so we my husband and I we didn't go there for months but um what what we've decided to do um is is to um focus on our lives, the new leaf in life with the Victoria's Voice Foundation to save lives. And and our goal, I mean, we've been doing so much with our foundation, I mean, we're going on a national level and you'll be hearing a lot more about us. Um, I'll have to talk to you a little bit about a launch I'm doing in Tuesday in Las Vegas. But um, um, like the the drug epidemic is actually, Getting worse amongst with with this COVID nineteen, and and people are stuck in their homes, they're not getting um, they're losing their jobs, they're getting depressed, they're and if depressed, they yeah. and they're, they're turning to drugs, um, alcohol, drugs, whatever, and and but the um, the fentanyl because the drugs nowadays are laced with fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the street like uh, a lot of them are and 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 so the death rate is up 200 percent from last year
0: that's wild it's I mean and watching the princess of Versailles which is the new documentary that's really where we see I have to say one thing you guys do really well in both documentaries but what was really refreshing in the most recent one is you're so candid and open with Everything. I mean, from the moments right after her passing to you going back and going into her room, like you share all of those moments. And I know that there have even been some critics that were like, I remember you caught some heat for like taking photos of the coffin at the funeral. And so I know Mm -hmm. people have judged you for that. For me I've always kind of looked at it as, you know, grieving, there's no one right way to grieve and I found that it was really cathartic watching your journey. I've never lost a child or a parent, but I appreciated being able to relate to your experience. What do you have to say to critics that may not understand your grieving process?
1: Well, the the thing is the people that are criticizing me in the way that I cope with the death of my daughter are are the ones that have not lost a child. Um anyone that has lost a child, embrace me. Anyone who, that has seen the the Princess of Versailles documentary that I, I put on YouTube and it's for free, by the way. Um, i'm I'm not making any money. my my my, my um, reward is uh, hopefully it um, helps people to save lives. and um, and I, I want the critics to know um, if anyone watches this movie, um especially someone that is a drug addict, they will understand they they may do an overdose and die but it's the people left behind the family and friends the people that love them are the ones that suffer for every day for the rest of their lives on on earth so i'm 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 just hoping it can influence them in that way you know to to think um, um, twice about order like buying a, a random pill at a concert or on a street on the street
0: it was interesting. Because you wasn't, don't know what's in it. It wasn't until watching your documentary that I heard about what a farm party is. And that's where kids are just right. raiding their cabinets and just like doing a free for all, for all and and seeing what what they get high off of. It's crazy.
1: And and they're just mixing, like it's, it's a big bowl of pills. I mean, they may go raid um, grandma and grandpa's cabinet or whatever, or Aunt Bessie, and then and, and, and they come and they just pour the pills in there and, they, and they're drinking and popping these pills. They don't even know what it is, you know? But um, I, I'm just hoping that, that after seeing this movie, the that, that kids are going to think twice about mm-hmm. doing things like that. Because I tell you, even my, my kids, um, I've, I've got uh, teenagers and all the way up to 21 years old, so far, since this COVID nineteen, they've lost three friends. Wow! Um, All drug drug related.
0: How did yeah. you How did um, you coach or help your kids or the family? Being the matriarch, kind of of the household, how did you? Because obviously, as a parent, you have to grieve and go through those emotions, which you were very open about saying that you're not very good at processing your emotions, and it took you a while to kind of work through that. But how did you help? Because you have so many other children that I would imagine that was very traumatic for them to experience as well
1: um i i I don't think I did a good job i i it was awful it was I was so sad, and um like i said like I felt like why me like like and and until um um I got the strength to start talking about it um well, you know, actually, um, when the night Victoria um, passed, well, the, after the funeral, what I did do is I got a bunch of mattresses and I put them in our great room, and our whole family, all the kids, and, and me and my husband and dogs, we had a big slumber party. So we all slept in the, um, the our great room for a few nights together.
0: Aww. So,
1: I um, mean, we, we did show each other love, but um, the thing is, it got kind of hard. Um, like uh we all got so depressed and we we probably should have gotten counseling but like for me I'd rather like put my feelings away rather than bring it out and um uh, and we all kind of it it kind of separate like separated our family a little bit there for a while but I uh, we've all gone through our mourning and we've got like um an extra strength right now and um I've got my uh, one son, Drew, who's 17 years old. He's becoming an influencer, and I'm taking him out to Las Vegas on Sunday. Um, And Sunday um, at our Westgate Las Vegas resort, we have um, a huge party bus that I'm actually dealing with some issues right now because uh, it just broke down. It's in Texas right now. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, but it's this huge... um, Um, bus that we're going to like take uh, have the influencers on and go across the country and um, and communicate each influencer has between 500,000 to 2 million viewers and they're all like teenagers and that's the that's who we want to reach because we want to show them that these influencers they're basically since they're friends with me now I've been taking them on trips and that they're doing fun things like jumping off of cliffs, wakeboarding, um, jumping off of um, uh, the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. They're they're seeing things that they never did before. And had they been doing drugs, they wouldn't have this opportunity right. to be involved with with um, our, us with the Victoria's Voice um, program in, in Westgate. So, and their influence, and it's giving the their viewers some amazing things to watch and and enjoy, you know. And that's really what
0: we need right now is is content that keeps us engaged and content that that keeps us focused away from, you know, just sitting with our thoughts or watching too much content mm -hmm. that's too dark and that kind of gets us stuck in that cycle of depression. I know even your twins, they wrote a book, right? Oliver Uncollared? They did. And that was kind of their catharsis and their way of grieving their sister. How did, was that something, was that your idea? Was that their idea? And how did you support them on that endeavor?
1: well um when we went through our grieving process the, the twins they were only 8 years old they didn't understand what drugs were and they didn't understand how their 18 year old older sister could die just so instantly and without warning and um and i told them um let's work on a project together um and i encouraged them to write a story about a, a dog and and our dog Oliver um, his, um, it's, it's basically like for tweens, you know, like, like 12, 13, 14, you know, your, your old, um, reading about do- our dog that was left home when we went on a trip and he, and he just gets into mischief with like the, the bird, the, the bunny rabbit and, and all that stuff. So it's kind of like the movie Home Alone, but it's based on a dog. So it's along that premise, and, and and they also have some fun activities at the end of the book, like how to make dog treats, like dog biscuits. So we have like a cooking recipe. We have um, how to make a bling dog collar. So it's engaging, and then at the end of the book, for for the parents, we we do have like some education for them, because my husband and I we did five years worth of education going up to the DEA. Um, in Washington, D.C. In fact, I'm meeting with the drugs are next week. By the time Mm. this is broadcasting, actually the same day, I'm meeting with the Drug Czar. So it was just a fun thing for the twins, you know?
0: And we even see this shift in your husband, David Siegel, who is known as a very successful entrepreneur. We see him in the Queen of Versailles, and he's very much focused on not letting go of the company and staying, uh, you know, on top of profits. And then we see him in this new documentary and he's like, my life has totally shifted and your, your life is now focused on advocacy and focused on helping other families. And we see really candid conversations of you coaching and counseling other families through this. How do you feel like your priorities? Cause he talks about how his priorities went from work to activism. Do you feel like yours were similar and how did your priorities shift after the passing of Victoria?
1: Um, oh my gosh! Well, I, I have a total different outlook on life, and I think um, when um, what happens is because some people they do recognize me from when I was in the Queen of Versailles movie, and they know my story. They they I guess I guess I must have like her name and my name were all over the news when she passed away. Um, I didn't watch TV like at like uh, during those those days. But um, yeah, I heard it was like a Good Morning America and and, and Kathy and Hoda and all that stuff. And um, it just, um, like, I find out, like, so with everything that we're doing, um, I'm able to, right now, everyone wants to save lives.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And everyone knows someone that's doing drugs or someone that's... um, you know, has has a, some sort of a dependency problem, and 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 also it's like a, a support people with mental mental health or depression because it all intertwines. Some right. people self-medicate because they're they're depressed. So, I just felt if I did um, as a mother, uh, and I know my daughter is behind me on this. Everything is falling into place, like clockwork i mean i i just so many people start foundations when they're when their child dies right right and but they don't know what to do like you know they say instead of sending flowers send money to you know the the um david smith foundation you know or whatever you know and they don't know right. what to do so we we finally it's taken this time and we've figured it out and i know you wanted me to mention about like we're the ones me and david they, they got the bill passed for the um, um uh, Narcan.
0: Yeah, was that the <laughs> CARES Act?
1: It's the CARA Act, and but and people wouldn't know what that is. But it's it's about getting the um, finances to put the Narcan in every first responder's cars across the nation, and and they're using it. I mean, I I talked to the um, police chief here a couple months ago and he's used it over his department, Used it over a thousand times. Can you explain? <laughs> Cause I wasn't,
0: I wasn't familiar with it until watching the documentary. Can you explain the role that it plays in helping to prevent drug overdose?
1: Okay. So, um, no one knows what Narcan is, but, um, if uh, everyone knows like anti-venom for snake bites. Mm-hmm. So basically Narcan is like the anti-venom for, um, Uh, opioids whether it's heroin or um, pills like you know percocets and all that stuff so it brings the people back to life Uh, they have about like a two-hour window so if if they're dying and turning blue because their lungs and everything are shut down and they inject them with the narcan it's like a like you can put it in their nose or they have also a needle form that you can put it in like in their arm or leg but um the I, I the nose one is much better and all of a sudden they start breathing you have 2 hours to to get them to the hospital and, and flush out their system and save their life but it basically blocks the neurons from the brain of getting the the opioid wow oh it's it's called the the Lazarus drug
0: It's awesome. I mean, and I love you guys really fought hard for that. And you went to, you know, you got the law actually passed. And um, you even showed that you got the president to sign it and send you a letter back. And like, that's, I mean, I think the work that you guys are doing is incredible. What is your next sort of mission with the Victoria's Voice Foundation? Like, what are you guys looking to tackle next or in the future?
1: Okay, so our our next thing, um, we're we're also going to start um, the Victory Club's which is a drug free club. We're gonna do it at, at large. Originally, we were gonna start like in every school. Um, now, I know Nevada, because we have a big presence in Nevada, um, and also in Orlando here, we've got some schools that are adopting the, the victory clubs. The victory clubs is an incentive program for students that, um, as long as all they have to do is agree to be random drug testing or subject to it. Doesn't mean we're going to drug test everyone, but they know that they could be drug tested. Okay. But in the meantime, we're working on these benefits um, and we're, we're not quite ready to launch it yet because we, we still got to get the benefits all in order, um, like discounts at Subway, um, uh, discounts on their car insurance. We're trying to uh, find the, a car insurance company. We're in talks with a few of them. Can you imagine if your insurance was like six, 700 a month, but we got it down to like 250 just because the insurance company now will agree to it because they know you're going to be a safe driver as far right. as not driving under the influence. So we're, we're trying to get all of the benefits in line first before we start um, having the, the kids take the pledge to That's incentivize great. it. I mean, and any of the, the high schools that are involved, we're um gonna let the Victory Club kids make sure that they they have um, premier parking like in the front like in high school they can park right next to the school instead of out in two two Timbuktu mm-hmm. um uh, maybe better seats at the football games or um we're working on concerts I mean you know it's gonna be like so amazing so we're all in talks with that but you know this whole COVID nineteen thing. Crazy. Put a little damper on on some of this stuff, but uh, it's gonna be so amazing
0: that's awesome so since we are stuck in this covid situation and most of the country is still locked down, and you know a lot of people aren't working and we're stuck at home and depression and anxiety and suicides are even going up, what advice do you have to any parents out there that might be listening that you know may suspect that their kids may be on drugs, may know that their kids may have dabbled in drugs but What advice do you have to prevent another situation where they might lose their child to an overdose?
1: Well, you know, actually, I would tell the parents, they should probably order my Victoria's Voice book. It's on Amazon, Victoria's Voice, and it's her actual diary. And they can see that, um, like, the progression of when, when my daughter was 12, to when she was a teenager until she finally died at the end of the book uh that uh, this could be going on behind their child's closed doors i mean i didn't know this side of my daughter and if you know we're my husband's a billionaire and it happened to us it could happen to anyone in the country i mean drugs has no um discrimination against race religion um financial background anything so I want it to be an eye opener for them. And also if their teenagers read it, um, they'll know that they're not alone with right. having some depression issues or not being good enough. And and unfortunately my daughter feeling all this stuff, she did turn to drugs, and but she dies in the end. So hopefully that could be an eye opener for them too. You know what I mean? And um, so the parents um, also, just because that they say you have to stay at home and don't go out. There are other options that we can all do. I mean, I don't know if, if you, some people have pools. I mean, I live in Florida, so, or a lake, you know, try to do some outdoor activities. I mean, I take my kids, they go boating almost, well, we have a boat on the lake, a ski boat. So, you know, I keep them very active. So they're not sitting in their room and they're not, just like on a you know their phone
0: locked into you know. a device and detached from the outside world i think that's a really big issue is too many people are focused in on um escapism mostly through their devices and social media that they're yeah. they're not acknowledging the emotional turmoil that they might be feeling inside
1: oh and you know um i do have a youtube channel it's yeah. called the, the, the real queen of Versailles. actually everything for me like my Facebook, Instagram is the real queen of Versailles. And once in a while, I'll do a TikTok. I'm not like real good at it because um, I'm not a dancer, but I tried. And my oh, last I one I did song. with some of the influencers um, was, uh, I don't kind of funny, but I got a lot of, of views from it though. I'm but, gonna um, watch that. And, and my kids are like, oh, mom, really? You know, do you? it's like, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you one hang out with really... young kids, that's what you got to do.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I made my mom do some TikToks in uh, in quarantine, too. We we did a lot of fun <laughs> stuff. I know one thing that I really love about you is you really are just so unfiltered and open with your life. Is there ever a point where you are cautious about sharing certain parts or are you just for the most part an open book?
1: Um, Well, that's my problem. My whole life I've been an open book. So, I mean, I, I, I get criticized for that too, but yeah, I mean, you, what you see is what you get basically with me. And, um, I just, uh, I've got so many like, um, offers and, and stuff coming up right now. I mean, I I'm thinking about doing a, a TV show, um, about finishing Versailles.
0: Oh, finish
1: yeah. So I, I may do that. So we're in talks with that. And, um, and maybe something on Broadway. So we'll see. So Ooh. I got like a, a bunch of amazing st- like things that uh, I want to share with the rest of the world. Because uh, whenever I go out, they say, what are you doing next? What's going on? So I'd rather just do something and tell them, you know. And yeah. and also, yeah, so I, pretty much everything I'm doing, it's, it's just because I want to be there for my fans. Yeah. cuz I love them. And um there, there was something I've been doing like videos like um a, a share here. Well, what's that um thing where people can have me send a personal message? Oh, Cameo. Oh, oh Cameo. Yeah. So I signed up with Cameo. So I've been doing that with my fans. And I'm cheap. I'm cheap. I'm only 20 bucks.
0: I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, if anyone needs a birthday wish or someone like a lot and some of the stuff some some people have been depressed and just needed like like a friend to you know give them like you know some words of encouragement so I mean I I've been having fun with that I mean I don't always have my well I have some makeup on today but I mean sometimes I'll I'll just be in my bathrobe or my bathing suit by the pool or whatever I'm doing it's like hey Michael I'm you know (laughs) how you do (laughs) that
0: So to close out the interview, so we normally start the interview with our icebreaker questions, but I still want you to answer them, even though we're coming to a close. It's five quick questions, and it's really for us to kind of just get to know you a little better. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so first question is, where did you grow up, and what part of the world are you currently living in now?
1: Okay, I grew up in upstate New York. Um, uh, people, people that don't know New York, like I grew up like in the farm country in New York up towards like Sarasota um, and stuff like in the mountains. So a a, a town with like 20,000 people, it wasn't that much. So I'm a small town girl, not a New York City girl. (laughs) Um, Although after college, I did move to New York City, um, which was amazing. But now I live in Florida. Orlando, Florida is my home. Um, I love Florida. Uh, It's amazing because when you look at like when when there's a blizzard going across the rest of the country um in the winter time i'll be sitting out in my bathing suit reading the newspaper or sitting by the uh, pool not realizing the rest of the country's paralyzed you know from a bad fun. storm so <laughs> I don't know.
0: fun fact what's one thing people would not expect about you
1: mm, something people would not expect about me Oh uh, well, they probably would expect it, but I sleep with all my dogs.
0: Really? How many dogs do you yeah. have now?
1: Oh, we got seven of them. Oh wow! And, and and they're not all small. Some of them are big, like a golden retriever and like a big with like your husband too.
0: All all of you guys just in one big bed.
1: Yeah. Well, our our bed looks like a giant. It's like kind of a round bed. It looks okay. Kind of like a, a with a frame around it. It looks like a giant crib, kind of. But the, and the dogs, we have like a little stairs going up to the bed for the dogs to get in. So they're just, they, they all have their spot and they're they're all just like kind of around us.
0: I love it. What is your drink of choice?
1: It used to be a cosmopolitan, but now that they, um, invented White Claw, the, 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 um, seltzers, I'm really enjoying that. uh, Um, especially because, uh, I like to put it over ice and it's always hot down here. It's refreshing and, and, uh,
0: I love a good seltzer moment.
1: I don't have to worry about like limiting yeah. myself as much. Yeah. Like,
0: like you don't have to worry about like calories like a, or sugar.
1: Right. Cause there's a lot of sugar in the cosmopolitans and I always figure one cosmopolitan is not enough, but two is too much for yeah. me. So, <laughs>
0: it's easier to paste no i love it okay last icebreaker question which is my favorite question to ask if you had to be reincarnated as a kardashian which one would it be
1: oh my i would be kim kardashian of of course the og Um, yeah she's amazing and you know um no matter what she's one of those people she could just wear her hair back in the tightest ponytail and her face looks, still looks beautiful. And I love the the courage that she has, especially, you know, living in Hollywood, to try to go and, and do great things um, in life, you know? Yeah. To try to make a difference. You know, like, she's doing stuff besides just be doing a TV show.
0: Yeah, she's really tackling the whole prison reform and trying to make change in the world. Like, she, yeah. you got to give the girl credit.
1: Yeah, that takes a lot of courage because I know... Um, people can, you know, like and some of that seems political or not. you like, I, so I don't know. It's like kind of a gray area, but like, yeah, you got to be careful nowadays.
0: It's true. So Jackie, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Aww. Where can people go to support your foundation, Victoria's voice foundation and, and keep up with you. Give us your social media handles again.
1: Okay. Everything for me is the real queen of Versailles. So um, the Real Queen of Versailles on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and I think .com, right, Sherry? I don't. I don't even look at my own. Yes. <laughs> I got a social media girl for that. But yeah, I think it's all .com too. So everything, the Real Queen of Versailles, and Versailles is B-E-R-S-A-I-L-L-E-S.
0: Yes, and then uh, Princess of Versailles is available for free right now on your YouTube channel, which is The Real Queen um, I, of Versailles, right?
1: That's correct, and there's also other movies. like I was in some monster movies and things like that that I have um, posted on there. Yeah.
0: I'm going to have to check those <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, and, and
1: I, uh, what is it, the, um, from the monsters, the um, Dracula. Is it Jeff Lewis? The, um, uh, well, that's before your time. But uh, I've got a, a few famous people
0: that are, are in that movie. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and all of the advocacy work that you're doing to help people, you know, that are struggling with addiction or that have children that may be struggling with addiction. It really is so incredible. So thank you so much for being a voice in this world and for taking all of the criticism that you get from people for being so open and honest. I think it's, it's really refreshing.
1: Oh, thank you. So and thank you so much for your your positive energy. I love it. And all I want to do is give positive to everyone else. Yes.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Everyone needs to go get a copy of Jackie's book and check out her foundation, Victoria's Voice. And don't forget to to get the your kid's book, Oliver Uncollared, which is also available on Amazon right now. You have so many great, incredible resources available for people. So everyone, please go support Jackie and go watch The Princess of Versailles because it's really good and it, it really oh, will pull Mary. on the heartstrings. Thank you guys for listening. You can give me a follow at just plain Zach or follow us on the show at no filter with Zach to stay up with the latest show news. Give us a five star review because I love that validation and be sure to, to get ready. We have new episodes coming next Monday. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye.